and welcome to Robot Dice Explosion. I'm Ben. I'm Ollie. And uh, this week we are getting back to Bushido. Uh, there's been a lot of talk around Tengu on the Facebook page for the last few weeks. Varied opinions. Yeah, um, I think some people are not, not necessarily believing that they can compete with Tengu. Um, and honestly, that, that, that has sort of pushed me over the edge to want to talk about them. But I actually became a bit more interested in Tengu because I've recently finished all the Battlescribe files with all the rules for everything yes. in there. And of course, part of that process is going through all the cards for all the models in every faction. And while I was going through Tengu, I was like, hmm, interesting things here that I, yeah, that, that I wanted to do stuff with. And also they can take the cameo of reflection where there's a, a fun thing that you can do that I got a little bit obsessed with as well. I think, I still think <coughs> it's more cute than good, but it seems interesting. Yeah, so I haven't, have we, I can't remember if we've actually talked about this trick on the podcast I don't think before. We have. I don't think we have. Uh, someone recently posted some questions about it on the uh, on the no on the Bushido forums. Oh. Uh, so very quickly, the Kami of Reflection is one of the few Kami, maybe the only lesser Kami with a key feat. I think so. Where it uh, for one key, if uh, a friendly model within six inches is a target of a key feat you can just choose another target and ignore range. Still has to be another valid target. So my thought around this was like, okay, well, it doesn't say enemy, enemy key. key feet. So who has got target key feats in a faction where you can take the cami of reflection? That you want unlimited range on. Yeah, and I mean, actually turns out it's a pretty... It's pretty thin on the ground, the number of profiles that Bushido you do. Bushido is not a buffing game. Not generally, not a target buff. You will get the odd pulse and aura, Yeah, uh, which isn't going to work with this. It is specifically when a model yeah, is you have to target. You can't just put the effect out there and then the camera reflection go like, and you are in it as well. That yeah. doesn't work. So I think I, I pretty much settled on uh, the one that I wanted to use was uh, Riohobo in the Tengu. Mm -hmm. who's like eight rice, and he's got a key feat, which is effectively heal two wounds based a model in base-to-base. -base. Yeah. But it's target base-to-base. -base. Yes. So if I target a model... Could be the cameo reflection. Yes. In base-to-base -base with Riohobo, I pop one key off uh, the cami. It only has two, by the way. Yes, it's only got two. Uh, and then I can uh, heal any model on the board that Riohobo can see. Is effectively mm -hmm. how that plays out. Uh, this works particularly well in Tengu because the uh, theme, which I've forgotten the damn name of, Shepherds of the White Mesa, during the starting phase of turn three, all Kami may gain one key token. So if you do that heal in turn one or two, most likely it's two. It's sort of free. <clears throat> yeah. There's some risk, obviously, that your your uh, opponent then goes, I'll pling in for another one, now it's dead. Yeah. So I was getting I interested. Yeah, I was getting interested in trying to use that cami to do this uh, this janky thing, <laughs> uh, and then that that had me looking at the Tengu. Then I was doing the the data files for the Battlescribe, and 
that's why I've been thinking about Tengu and then the discussion online happened and I want to a lot of people's answer to oh what do I do with Tengu tends to be get Bazembo shoot people with your flying bolt thrower I mean it's good they're not wrong uh, it's horrifying uh, especially because there's a sp- there's a I think there's a special card called Tailwinds can't remember how much it costs but it raises the uh, the range band it adds oh god like two or, it might even be four inches to the long range of your weapons <laughs> so all of a sudden Bazembo can just shoot someone I mean From he's going to have to clear, clear across the board yeah so I get like why literally that, across the board yeah I get why uh, people go to that for an answer but where I was interested was uh, with the with the Suzumi uh, the Sparrows uh, mostly because I wanted to buy the Tengu starter set yeah and they are Suzumi mm-hmm but they, the, the Suzumi in that box have coordinated attack Suzumi. So good. you combine them with the existing Suzumi, which are the Zenkbo and the Zephyr Guard, yeah. or Torobo and the Blue Gale Scouts. Yeah. And all of a sudden you've got a lot of pretty cheap profiles which can gang up on people, loads of manoeuvrability. Uh, as a Jung player, this seems all good. Yes. The thing that Jung can do is you can have a big hitty thing and still have enough models that your list is full of, like, you've got yeah. nine models in the list. So, you... And and have spent 40 rice on two models or something like that. Yeah, so, so one of the things with um, with Jung is that your, your cheap profiles, you're coming in at, what, like eight to ten rice yes. on your cheap profiles. Yeah, the, There's with, still with, melee skill three. Yes, with, with characters you <coughs> go from eight to eleven. So you can have six effectively profiles of eleven to, to eight with mm. all mini skill three. Yeah, which is is, is really a strong aspect of Jung, and they've also got big hitters in there. So it's not quite the same with Tengu. Tengu, you're paying a little extra. Uh, you normally get armor one, but you also you've got cloud walk and move five. So amazing. If you're talking about for an extra two or three rice, uh, it's a couple of models. Seems. You, you end up not being able to take because yeah. your models are individually more capable. Yeah. I can't quite remember the exact list that I ran against James, uh, against his Cult of Your Eye. So I've sort of pieced together what I what I thought I was going to... What I thought I was bunch, originally going to take. A bunch of little birds. Uh, yeah, so the idea was basically to take the original... Uh, the, sorry, the new starter set and add uh, as many little birds as I could to that. Uh, the, the list was originally called in my Battle Scribe uh, app. It was called Sparrow Swarm. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I just basically yeah, I wanted to overwhelm people with numbers and manoeuvrability. Works. Yeah, yeah. It turns out it's actually um, it's reasonably effective. So uh, if we quickly take a look at, I'm going to go through the new the new cards. Right, let's go with Shubo first. He's one of the new cards. So Shubo is the spearman from the new starter set. So you can see as well. Uh, So he's 13 rice, which makes him one rice more than Zenkabo. Pretty much the same stats as Zenkabo and all the other Suzumi. So three melee, boostable for three, uh, range three, Move five, you can boost it for two. Uh, Ooh, one key, strong. 
no boost, but six cap and five wounds, small base. So that's basically the same for most of the Suzumi profiles, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's then obviously got Cloud Walk, then he's got uh, Scout Zero, one inch, and coordinated attack Suzumi. So the Scout is largely irrelevant. To, to a lot of things, it's not you start an extra inch on, fine. Yes, but you also get to deploy later. That's the, the bit that, that that's is the powerful important. bit. It could be scout zero zero, and it would sort of still do the same. Yeah, yeah. To to be fair, I the the Suzumi Bushi Bushi. So the Zephyr Guard and Zenkabo, and it might be for the Blue Gale Scouts as well, but I can't remember. I haven't actually used them. Uh, they all have a a starting phase place mechanic. Yes. So it also compensates somewhat for the other Suzumi having a place mechanic, which effectively puts them one inch plus 30 mil onto the board. Yeah. So just so over two so inches two, onto the board. Two, so two inches, yeah. They have like a scout, which is like you can move forward after everyone's deployed, but you have to deploy when everyone else yeah. is deploying as well. So yeah. Anyway, so uh, Shumo, pretty, pretty standard profile, but he is a little bit more expensive. I think that comes from the coordinated attack. Uh, he's got reach and push defense zero uh, melee is strong almost damage. as good as push attack with reach yeah yeah so again compare him to Zenkabo who also has a spear with reach drag defense one and push defense zero so I'm not too fussed about the drag defense but the push defense is uh, fantastic push defense is really good then his key feat is escape it costs one key and when it kills an enemy model you can spend that one key uh, to walk. make a walk after the uh, melee exchange. Uh, that for me is so situational, you're basically never going to, you're not never going to use it, but these sparrows, when they actually kill things, sometimes it's a bit of a surprise. You mean it's like, oh, it's dice spike? Yeah, so I'm not going to rely on that for some, uh, for any tactic. No, but with some things you can, with things like Cami, for instance, where you go, like, I just need to hit you really. Yeah. And because I know you only have the one, like, later in the game once things have taken damage, which is also where surprising maneuverability suddenly becomes even better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, you're not going to, you're not putting him in a list to set up a play which is, I'm going to move in, kill that model, then move even further. I'm the Vim, oh look, I score. Like, that, that's very unlikely. Or rather, you can't depend on being able to do that. Exactly, you can yeah. hope that you can do that, but it's not guaranteed. So I think uh, the main strength of this guy, he's got push defense zero, he's got a spear, and he's got coordinated attack with uh, other Suzume. She's good. So going on to... Where are we? I've got so many sheets of paper here. Hombo. Let's talk about Hombo. Hombo is your, your range option. Now, basically you need to choose between him and Tarobo because they are the same rise cost and they've both got the same bow. I believe. Let's just have a quick look. They've both got short bow or light short bow. Minus yeah. one strength. Yeah. Four, eight, four eight, twelve, twelve reload one. one. Yeah. So let's talk about Hombo. He has your standard uh, Suzumi profile that we've already discussed, except he gains a range boost of three. He uh, has cloud walk, coordinated attack Suzumi, and scouts zero one. So he's one of those interesting uh, archers who has a melee. Trait. has melee abilities yeah so if he gets into melee you could always throw someone else in and all of a sudden he's assisting uh, even more than he would normally uh, his weapon is minus two strength he's got sidestep defense one so he can get out 
if he needs to, but obviously you're spending a key. Sidestep side defense die. one, though. Yeah. At that point, you're only rolling two dice. Yeah. At best. Yeah. You better be rolling them in defense, uh, because otherwise it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Uh, maybe? So, uh, so far it doesn't really seem like that much of a, of a profile, but uh, he's got quick reload. Costs three. Now he's only generating one key, so you're not going to do it very often. And this is the theme with the list. You're only generating one key. That's why Riohobo's in there to do the channeling. Yes. I mean, look, I did think about Nigabu because he can channel and leech six keys yeah. in six inches. So he can just move all of the key around all the yeah, time. Yeah, but he's another 15 uh, rice model and also won't go into this theme. Uh, so he's got quick reload. He's also got Flitter, which is a new key feat. It costs two. It's active, personal, uh, not in base to base, and once per turn. The first time this enemy model moves into base to... Sorry. The first time this turn an enemy model moves into base to base with this model... Place this model within two inches of its current location, but not into an enemy's or model's zone of control. Now, it initially sounds like it's better than Mirage, but it actually, because it's active, it's not an instant. Yeah. It, you have to you, you set put, it up. You put it up early, and then you just leave it for your opponent to deal with? Yeah. It, it's, a, it's basically a, a two-key thing which says, well, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to spend two actions to hit me. Yeah. Which I didn't use in the game that we played, and I should have done. There was a moment when I should have used it, but actually ended up leeching key off of him and putting it elsewhere. Yeah. It's a very good defensive feat. Yeah. Uh, I found this guy did a lot of work for me against James's list, but I'll talk about the actual matchup later on. So let's quickly compare him to Tarobo, because they are the same cost. Uh, Tarobo has... All the same stats, except he is two key six. Now that's a big change. That's, a mass, that's massive. He mm-hmm. has uh, armor one, which I don't think was, you know need to worry about too much. Aware, all the rules. Aware is fantastic, especially on a ranged model because yep. then it can just shoot whatever it uh, it likes. You've got camouflage. Well, obviously not things behind cover, but yeah, it's line of sight is in it everywhere. He's got camouflage six, which is pretty crappy camouflage but it's there it's so, ranged defence yeah it's, well, it's also a really good defence against people walking into melee or melee walking yeah at you um, you don't want to stop charges um, cloud walk flank and scout one one inch so based on his stats he's doing more work for your list you certainly get more rules yeah well, that means more value Mm. mostly so uh, he doesn't have the coordinated attack um, then all his uh, his range attacks are the same his weapon is minus one strength as opposed to minus two and he has counter strike defense one which means he's not getting out uh, as easily but uh, counter strike defense is mean it's really nice it always gives you an option because you can defend anyway I mean you have to drop a die yeah, but you can effectively just declare Counter-Strike Defense every single time, roll your two dice in defense, and it's probably arguably better than if you went with one die in attack and two dice in defense. Okay. Yeah. Especially if you're... Oppo- well, it makes your opponent then, if he was going all-out attack, now he's putting something into defense because you've got Counter-Strike Defense. If he rolls three ones, you might kill him off of a defense roll. Yeah, I, I I ran into that where I was not I hadn't thought about the model had being having Counter Strike defense, and 
yeah, that was bad. Yeah, you, you tend only to forget that uh, a couple of times. So then we get on to his key feats. He's got athleticism two, uh, sorry, athleticism cost two. It's active and personal. This model gains jump up and dodge one until the current activation is resolved. So for two key, gaining dodge one is nice. Yeah. The problem is the active bit. Yes. You're only... Yes. Uh, but if you combine that with your Counter-Strike defense, mm. but you're not the attacking model, you know? That's some weird... It might... I mean, I have it on a bunch of jump models. Yeah. I'm sure I've used it. The jump up is uh, important because you can kick that off whilst they're prone. Yes. And then they just don't care about being prone. So it saves you from that. No, no. It's definitely useful. It's just very niche. I think for two key, it's a really good key feat uh, because it's useful in two different situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being a defensive melee situation. Admittedly, you have While to you be are the, the active, active player. Yeah, but these are models it, it, which... It, it doesn't... Yeah, yes, and you can. it means you can do things like you can just send him in he could, or he, he's already engaged by someone, and he can just waste an, an activation of those, and you can be pretty safe. Yeah. But then he's got dash. Now I said, oh, he doesn't have counter strike. So he doesn't have uh, size up defense. Well, he's got dash. It's two key, active, personal. This model gains agile and evasive until the end of the current activation, and may also move two inches at the end of his activation. So he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. He's buggered off. It's fine. Mm. Um, now, take take the cloud walk off him, and he's a jungle. <laughs> Except I haven't got his unique effects in or on this for some reason. Oh. So that's a job for me to do. So I'm just going to get his card up so that I can uh, get the wording of this right. Unique effects. During the starting phase, target enemy model gain within 8 inches gains a stunned marker. Bastard. For me, Tarobo is the choice over Hombo. Yes. I... I just can't see a situation... Well, okay, no. Quick, quick reload. reload. And actually, again, in my game against James, Quick Reload was absolutely amazing. It, it can certainly do quite a lot of things. I think they are... Uh, they're competing for the same spot, but I think Robo is generally going to come out on top. Could, could you bring both? So, yeah, I I think you probably do uh, in, in some versions of my list. Um... Because if you look at the Blue Gale Scouts, they so he's coming in at 15, they're 13. The only things they keep, they lose the one key, so, so they're just yeah, one key one, six. Yeah, one six, yeah. Their bow's the same. Uh, they still have armor one, camouflage six, obviously cloud walk. Cloud, they still have and scout. and scout. So they've got all the same stuff except they lose aware, they still have dash, but they lose athleticism. And they lose the unique effect. Yeah. So for two rice, he is getting a lot of upgrades. For me, I think that basically you go, I want a shooting option. Bef- before this new starter set, I yeah. want a shooting option. It's Tarobo. Yes. Do I want more shooting? Well, then I'm paying a tax because the Blue Girl Scouts are, oh, hey, you wanted more shooting. It's going to cost you. Yeah, but you could, what, is 41 get you all three of them? Yeah. And they're no slapshots in combat. They're still melee skill three. Yeah. They also have no melee um, special no. abilities. Right, 41, that would make it 56 for all four of them. It gives you four short bows. Yeah. But for me, like the, the Blue Gale Scouts are more expensive than, than you would think they would be because I think they want to keep the amount of shooting 
down in a in a, a. You mean you don't want a hypermobile range list? Yeah. Without paying for the privilege of without being paying hypermobile for the privilege, mobile range list. I mean, let's say you take all four on Bazembo. Like that I seems mean, scary. Starts being scary, and they're all competent in combat. And uh, yeah, it's not Bazembo like it's is. not like you get across the board and then you just fold. Yeah. No, you get across the board and then you're fighting effectively a normal <coughs> profile. Yeah. So I haven't experimented with that because I'm going all small base Tengu. So, uh, so in one version of this list, I think I have Tarobo in there and Hombo is in the sideboard. Mm-hmm. So I can pull him in and take some other models out and then I have the two shooting options yeah. in there. And then it leaves 15 rice in the sideboard where I can swap Tarobo out if shooting's not going to work out. Yeah. And then I, I can bring in, let's say, Hirato uh, yes. or something, someone like that. Uh, so anyway, moving on from those guys, we've got one more of the new uh, the new guys left, which is Sabo. Did I even print his rules out? Yeah, look him up. Looks like I didn't print his rules out, so nailing the preparation here. I'm just going to open him on the Battlescribe app. Because I can. He's not in here. He's not yet because... Oh, you know, he will be now, but I'm going to go on that really quick. Oh, that's fine. Okay, so. Sabo is melee skill three... Well, look, okay, he's got the same stats as Tarobo, except he can boost his key, apparently. I'm going to double-check that because I might have done a data entry uh, error here. Sabo, it's, that's where a, are It's you? an interesting ability to be able to do that. No, okay, as a data entry thing, or I'm just reading this wrong. I'm reading it wrong. He's key one. So uh, he's pretty much your standard, uh, your standard Suzumi. Although he has got a weird ranged boost when he doesn't have a ranged weapon, so that's unusual. Uh, he has the Cloud Walk, Coordinator Attack, Suzumi, and Scout zero one inches again. So for me, his strength is that he uh, that's apparition. He's got apparition. Place this model within two inches of its current location. This model may use this feat only once per activation, but it's an active, uh, it's an active key feat for two, and it's personal. So you could do it. How many how many models have you got? Double that. If you've got the key, you can do it that many times. Yeah, as long as you can stack key on him, you can move him every single time you activate someone. Yeah, so you could legitimately get in one turn off of Rehobo, you could put an additional four key on him. I mean, if you've got Naigubu, you could put 12 key on him and he's good. So, so, you, so in theory, you could do it, what, five, six times? You could do it a lot of times. You're not going to because if you do that, the rest of your list is going to suffer. Got to say, though, as a Vim... It's interesting. Yeah. So he's, he's obviously got the move five and boostable for two as well. So you combine that. This guy's really manoeuvrable. He's got daggers, which are plus zero, but combo attack one. Combo attack's always useful to have in a list. If you come up against stuff which is durable, he's really combo useful. Combo attack... I'm not super keen on... on well, I'm not super keen on any special attack that costs you dice. But because he has apparition, the ability to surprise people with him is higher than normal. Yeah, so to clarify for people, apparition is an active key feed, but you, you don't have to have activated a model yet. You just have to be the active player. So you go, oh, he's doing apparition... Now I'm going to activate him, and I'm going to move into melee with you. You're surprised. Oh, you're yeah, surprised. exactly. You now can't spend any key, you can't uh, do any key feats. Uh, so yeah, that that becomes real handy. Yes, which then makes up for the fact that you have to drop a die. Yeah. 
I mean, combo attack is is the most common counter to durable. Basically, it's it's a very good utility ability to have. Yeah, um, I'd rather have it than not. Mm. But I always struggle with special attacks that cost you a die. Yeah. Because frequently the utility you gain <clears throat> from it is just not worth losing a die for. Yeah. So for me, at 14 rice, he actually is my favourite out of the three. He wasn't going into the game that I played, but he, with apparition and coordinated attack Suzumi and combo attack, means that if you need something dead that's already in melee with one of your other Suzumi. Ooh, yeah. He can get that he, done. He can for get you. it done. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll come back to another way you can make that even more powerful in a bit. But you you are paying for him. Like he, he is more expensive by two rice than Zenkubo, who is more of his sort of battle battle line yeah. model. But he's doing more funky stuff. He's almost more versatile. I think. I mean, I think. Well, I think that's that's one of that has been one of the focuses of the discussion on the Facebook group, hasn't it? Is mm. that a lot of people feel that you look at a, a Tengu profile and you look at the rice cost of it and you go like, oh, these seem a bit soft. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think I can overstate the power that comes with move five cloud walk. No, but you have to use that if you just line up and fight. Oh, yeah. You, Tengu are going to lose. This is, the, this is my tip with Tengu and with Ito. And I'm, look, I'm not a great player at, at any point, but dictate your own terms of engagement you've yes. got the movement to make yourself unavailable for, for being attacked unless it's a charge and if they charge you well fine everything in defence and now they're overstretched yeah uh, Tengu are better at it than Ito Ito are better at doing the hitting than Tengu yes but it's that manoeuvrability that speed yeah you have to think seriously about how you want the fight to happen yeah and then you you have the ability to set it up that way yeah. And then you just wait for your opponent to step forward and fall into your trap. Yeah. I mean, you look at Ito, and this, this applies almost across the board. I think the only real exception I would have would be Yatsumata or Satoshi. Uh, everyone else is fast, capable of doing some real damage. If they're a melee model like Kenzo yeah. or Itsunagi, like even Itsunagi, he, need, he needs to dictate his terms of engagement. Yeah, he doesn't because... want to just blunder forward and fight whoever. Yeah, I mean, I've rolled three ones and a two with, with it's an argue before and it's like well uh, okay I guess yeah. my 25 rice mod might oh no he's dead yeah yeah. Uh, so these two factions very very dependent on you determining the terms of engagement, your, engagement yourself it's why ranged in both lists is, is really quite powerful because you're able to put damage out there without being yes. overexposed the tricky thing of course is combining that with still doing the objectives, but you also yeah. have the speed to put scenario pressure on your opponent. Yeah. You you can force him to go like, well, I'm going to have to deal with that because you can get everywhere first. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially these models of movement five and if they've got the scout not one inch, yeah. you are able to actually do some objective work early on if you want to get into zones. Oh, you can have all the zones turn one. Yeah. Uh, another note with Sabo, quickly, Apparition that can 100% just take you out of combat. Yeah. So Sabo can move up, get in a zone, prevent any models from getting into that zone with him without engaging. They engage, he puts everything into defence, and then he fucks off with Apparition. Yeah, because he like he can be exhausted, and you can still Apparition him. Yeah. So you can do, as your very last activation, you go like, and I no longer want to be engaged. Thank you very much. Yeah, bye. 
So, let's talk about the older Suzumi for the Tengu. So these are the Zephyr Guard. They've got, uh, they're also Bushi, which is relevant when you start running the, uh, the Karama models, uh, Bazembo and... Oh god, I can never remember. I, the, the other big the other man. B- b- with a sword? Yes. I have no idea. Uh, I've, I've played against him. I'm just going to He hits you really hard in the face? He, he does that. He certainly does. He also helps other people. Is it Katembo? Uh, I think so. Let's say he's Katembo. People can correct me. Uh, so, they're 10 rice each, so cheap profiles. They've got your standard Suzumi profile of uh, 3 melee, boostable for 3, 3 range, uh, 5 movement, boostable for 2, 1 key, uh, capped at 6, 5 wounds. They have spears, so they're minus 1 strength, reach, and drag defense 1. So... Drag defense one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how often I'm going to be using that unless I'm dragging someone out of a zone, yeah, or, it's, it's, or away from an objective. But it's you're already in base to base. Situationally, very useful. Just be, or situationally annoying. <laughs> yeah. The trouble is, you're also giving up on any damage, but it's a defense yes. anyway. So, um, if it would def- if it would drag defense zero, you just do it all the damn time. Oh yeah. As, as long as it's not going to move you out of a zone. Yeah. Um. The interesting thing is when you can chain multiples of them mm. um, and just do it a couple of times in a row yeah. uh, because then you start getting some real utility out of it. I suppose, Maybe. I suppose an interesting use of drag defense admittedly this is drag defense one so probably not with this model but if you are outnumbered in a melee yeah. you defend if you drag defense then you're you no longer outnumbered. You're no longer outnumbered. Uh, so that's a sort of real edge case usage I suppose. So as his traits, he's got armor one and cloud walk, pretty uh, pretty thin on the ground there. Then he's got yeah, but he's good. Yeah, he's got uh, one of those key feats which I just so rarely use: precision strike, one key, active, personal. He gains pierce one until the current action is resolved. You're basically paying a key for a fifty-fifty chance of doing an additional wound if that one's got you, armor. Assuming you hit. Assuming you hit, yes, you will have to spend it before. All the damage roll, but you can decide. You can spend it. Yeah, after. But, you, but you can spend it after you've rolled the attack dice. Yes, yeah, so you can see your success level and then decide to spend it or not. Yeah, uh, much like strong, although strong is obviously way more powerful in that situation. Yes. So uh, this is where the model really shines, though, is unique effects. During the starting phase, if this model is not in base to base with an enemy model, place this model within one inch of its current location and not in the zone of control of an enemy model. It's not massive. But when you can field two of them, and Zenkabo, the character version, has it as well, you've got three models who are doing that at the start of every turn mm-hmm. if they're not engaged. It's real the, handy. You're, the you're, only saving grace is that they're not on 50 mil bases. Yeah. Because place effects with 50 mil bases, dumb. Yes. So, but you're, you're almost looking at models which then have movement six. Yeah. Because you're, that one inch place is giving you two inches plus a little bit. Movement seven. Well, no, because you're not doing it twice, you're doing it once. Yeah, but you place an inch, gain another inch from the base, and then you have a speed of five. Yeah, but that, that speed of five will apply to the next two activations, so his total movement would be twelve. Oh, yes, I see what you, you mean. You see, I'm yes. doing some math and not talking about it. But it, it's really, I find it really useful. It's, it's not as powerful as it used to be when they first came out in the last edition, where you could use it to move, you out, move yourself out of combat. Yeah. But it's real good. You're just getting that extra movement. It's good for if you didn't have line of sight to a model, you can 
You can turn your change your face. Also in. means you can do things like yes, you can. Cool. Uh, placing is whatever the hell you like, really. Okay. Um, but it's also good for things like you can move up, <clears throat> being behind cover, out of line of sight. Yeah. And then before you have to decide what you want to do, you can go like, I am now going to move out of cover, have line of sight, and oh look, I can now target you. Yeah. And conversely, if you find yourself at the end of a turn where you're now exposed. Well, you can pull yourself slightly back so you're out of melee mm. range, forcing them to do a charge, or just out of line of sight entirely. So, really versatile, and it's... Yeah, I love it. It does take practice to use. 100%. Because, uh, like, otherwise it becomes a... As, like, it can just be a solo move boost, but that's not where most of the power will eventually come from. Yeah, again... it. Tengu's strength isn't just their speed, it's that manoeuvrability, and this is one of the things which really adds to their manoeuvrability. Yes. Uh, the character version, you're paying two extra rice for him. He has all the same stats. He gains uh, an extra damage on his weapon, which means he's flat damage. He's got reach and he's got that drag defense one, but he gains the awesome push defense zero. And dodge. dodge and he also gains dodge as a trait. Uh, his key feat goes up to blade finesse, which actually gives you pierce two, which but means it costs two. It does cost two key. Now it means that you are guaranteeing an extra wound against models that have armor, if they have armor two. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but because he's still a one key model, I just don't. I think I'm less likely to use it than I am uh, to use the the one key version. Oh, I think as a default for both of them. You save your key for boosting? 100%, yeah. Even if you boost your movement or boost your uh, boost your melee. Even against someone like um, the Bear Clan. Mm. Like, yeah, sure, they've got armour everywhere, but I'm not sure that spending your key on reducing it is actually your, the best value you get. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I agree with you there. Uh, so, yeah, really, you're paying two rice to gain that push defence zero... Uh, a, 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 Straight damage on his spear and dodge one. It's good. I think it's real good. Dodge is really good. He's one of those profiles that if I've got an extra two rice and I can't see a special card for it, then I'll upgrade a Zephyr guard to him. And conversely, if I have him in the list and, and I you need, need a special yeah. card, I will downgrade him yeah. to a Zephyr guard and I won't feel sorry about it. No, he's, no, he's, he's fine, but he's not like, oh my god, you would totally take him every single mm. time. He's fairly, he's similar enough to the Sephir Guard that, yeah. I mean, it's an upgrade. You'd I, expect him to be, but... I can 100% imagine having him in there and the other two Zephyr Guard. And this was the starting point for this list, was those three, mm -hmm. the three from the starter set, and I'm not doing the math on this, so I don't know if it all fits, but it was my starting point thinking. Rehobo in there to do some... Uh, healing. Do some healing, but also just to move the key around yeah. where you need it a bit more. Yes, because... You have only... cool stuff, but you don't have enough key to power it, really. Yeah, well, second only to, uh, I suppose, Temple and maybe Cult, Tengu can move key around mm. incredibly well. I talk about Nigabu for 15 rice, and he's got Leech and Channel 6, 6 inches. So he can move 12 key a turn. Yeah. Which is massive. Okay, yes, only within six inches, and he's not really moving an awful lot. Mm. Uh, but that 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 versatility of, of moving key around, yeah. the leech is what makes it so powerful. Yeah. So you can take it off people who don't really need it and put it somewhere where you absolutely need it right now. 100%, yes. Uh, so, I mean, that's most of my list. Uh, 
dig out Rehobo quickly so I can talk about him. Did I add him to my list? Probably not. I think I've left. I think I've left something in the printer, so I'm just going to load him up quickly. For this, I'm using the uh, the wiki. By the way, everyone should go and check it out. It's bushidothegame.wiki.com, and it's amazing. It's very useful. Okay, so Rehobo. Eight rice, it's a bargain. He is melee skill two, boostable for three. Uh, sure. <laughs> range two, move five, not boostable, which is very important because it means he doesn't fit in the starter set uh, theme. theme, which we will come back to because that theme is cool. He's got two key, boostable for three, and capture eight. He's got five wounds. He's unarmed, minus two uh, damage. Aware, channel two, six, cloud walk, spirit one, which is massive. Then he's got Leech 2-6 and Weak. So that Spirit 1 is, is absolutely fantastic. It makes him, when it comes to opposed key tests, it makes him 3-key. That's, that's, <laughs> that's horrifying. He's an A-Rice model. Like That already sounds like a bargain to me. Because it, it, it is. Yeah. Then we'll get into his uh, key feats. Cleansing, X, Complex, Pulse within X inches, and not in base to base. Remove up to X control, disease, fire, poison, or spirit block markers from models within the pulse's area of effect. X is equal to the number of key tokens spent. So yes, it's a complex action. Yeah. Uh, sorry, complex feat, which means you can do a walk at the same time. Yes. That walk is five inches. You can then dictate how big that pulse is and yes. the amount of key you put into it. I mean, in theory, you can remove... Uh, what? Eight conditions from a model 13 inches away from where he starts. Yeah. So in, I, I used him in a, a different list, uh, and I was, I think I had, well, maybe, I think it was fire, a fire three token on one of my models, which mm. only had five wounds total. Yeah. So I was a bit worried about that. Moved him, spent one key, yeah. got rid of it. Yeah. Within one inch. Uh, it was amazing. It's complex, but it's just. Really good. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> it might be because of the model I have it on. Um, having channel and leech makes it a lot better. Yeah. Because you can actually power it better. Mm. I have it on the Sea Witch. Yes. Um, and she can do none of those things. Yeah. And she wants desperately wants to do other things with her key as well yeah. to really be useful. With her, it's a, a nice additional thing which will use it every now and then. But you are also running a six wound base list with her. Yeah, and maybe even more if you've got like uh, other models. But in this, you're running a five wound list quite often. Yes, yes, you are. Although, look, we're not talking about the uh, the Hayataki or the Karama really today. So mm. they've got a lot more wounds, uh, or they just have more wounds. Then healing touch, which is X. Simple, target base-to-base, -base and uh, not in base-to-base. -base. Target-friendly model heals... X wounds? Sorry, in base-to-base -base heals X wounds. I've talked about that already, uh, using that to go through the... the reflection. reflection. I mean, it's already got an effective range of five inches. Yes. Because you just fly over... Yeah, but you really don't want him on the front line. No. No, you, you don't. But still. Now, there is some question, because while it says target base-to-base... Uh, then with, with the cameo of reflection, the description still says target friendly model in base to base heals X wounds. I I read that as just a restating of the range, but I'm just mentioning it here now in case that does get it might uh, get clarified. clarified but it doesn't work. Way. Yeah, 
I don't think it's unbalanced. You're killing an eight rice mod. You're spending almost four rice, essentially, in what? order to yes. bounce that somewhere else on the board. Yes. Okay, uh, unique effects. While this model is in play, when a friendly model spends a virtue token, you may choose one of the following effects. Well, they gain six cents until the end phase. It's always a nice virtue, that one. Yeah, six cents is... Six cents on demand. Yes. Is very good. The only problem is he's not handing out virtue tokens. The only model does that is is Nigabu. So, in order to do that, you have to take Wisdom of the Mountains, I think... Uh, which is a special card, and where are we? Have I got that? Yeah, I am woefully underprepared. And for anyway, this one, aren't you, I? you can you can get virtue tokens off cards. Yes, uh, it's only that card, and it's uh, I think you can is put that the Ronin one. No, no, it's okay. So the Tengu card, I think it's two rice, and I'll quickly double check that. But you get to place one. Virtue token on two models. Okay. Uh, during deployment, I believe. Just going to open that up. Event cards. Where are we? Wisdom of the Mountains. It's a one rice card. Okay. You should probably bring it. Uh, gain two virtue tokens and place each on a friendly model. You have to have a Kokoro, uh, sorry, a Kuroko model. Riohobo is a yeah. Kuroko model, so it's not really a problem. Uh, it only gets a little bit funky if you're running a sideboard. It can't be in your main list if your Coraco is in it in your sideboard. No, because then it's not a legal. <coughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. For one, for one rice, that's really good. I think Paragon is the yes, uh, is. the other one. See, this is an event card, so you can put it on any model. This is super versatile. Yeah. Whereas Paragon, you have to def- you have to decide who you're going to put that on because it is yeah. uh, it's an enhancement card. Where are we? Uh, Paragon. It is also one rice and it gives a virtue token. So you can yeah. get up to three virtue tokens into yeah. a list. Um, okay, so uh, we've sort of talked about Cameo of Reflection. Um, it's funky. Yeah, I'm just going to... Again, have I printed this out? Don't know. This is the level of professionalism which people have come to expect. Right, Cameo of Reflection. Eight rice. Uh, so... Malipool 2, I mean, who cares? Uh, movement Almost four. none of his stats matter. Yeah, it can have two key. Obviously, it turns up with it. It's durable, insignificant, cami, light-footed, parry 1, which is nice, and soulless. Uh, we talked about key mirror, which is delightful. Yep. Bear in mind, line of sight is still taken from the original caster. You're not becoming the new caster of the key. It's not an arc node. Exactly. So for anyone that makes yeah. sense for when a <laughs> when a non souls model within six inches becomes the target of a key feat, you may choose a new valid target for the key feat, ignoring the feat's range. You still need to take into account line of sight. You still need to take into account if that targeting key feat says target enemy model. Yes, because if it says target enemy model, you still have to be picking an enemy model, uh, or, which is you. Or yeah, or if some other restriction came up in the future. Target X type of model or whatever. That yeah. still needs to be obeyed. Uh, notably, when a non-Solus model yes. becomes a target. So Which you can't target it for the heal and then mm. bounce it because he is soulless. Yes. Even though that key feat would do nothing against him anyway. You yeah. could have still you could still target him, but that his key feat won't allow you to then bounce it anywhere yes. on the board. Yes. So you, you <coughs> can you can spend your key on healing him, it doesn't do anything and he can't bounce it. Yeah. So to do the healing trick, you need three models. 
Yes. Uh, that's not so much of a problem when one of them's an archer that you don't want in the front line anyway. True. Although the interesting push and pull with Hombo and Tarabo is that Tarabo, you've got the 8-inch uh, stun, mm-hmm. so you want to be a little bit forward. You want to be just behind the front line, yeah. really. And then you've got Hombo, who has uh, the coordinated attack, so you might need him to weigh in at some yeah. point. So again, there's a little bit of push and pull with those. They're not devoted archers, uh, backline archers anyway. Probably a good thing, to be honest. But it does make them trickier to use. Yeah. So, I've mentioned the main reason I have the cameo of reflection like just in my mind at the moment. But he's got a, a straight damage melee weapon, but he's got sharp too. So, if okay. you're coming up against models uh, who have tough, then he's going to be real useful. It's tough, isn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, that's really handy. Um, when he suffers... Well, tough too. Uh... Well, there's, I don't know if the Minamoto Bear does. I know that the new Minamoto Bear does. The one everyone is horrified of. Yeah, we'll talk about that another day. Um, do you like being prone? So, uh, being prone. when this model suffers wounds in a melee exchange, the attacker suffers one wound, ignoring tough. So, that's nice. Yeah. Well, it's a nice little, you know, defence thing. I don't know if you can ever get, like, poison or fire... Uh, added to its weapons, but like we're talking about real edge cases, here. <laughs> certainly not in this in in this faction anyway. Also, you'd have to hit someone. <clears throat> yeah, this model does not gain slow from Blizzard, so if you're coming up against Minamoto, you still got some maneuverability with it. Yeah, honestly, it spends most of the game hovering around models that you're worried about being targeted for a death sentence or similar. Yeah. So <laughs> this this is where I got to with with this list. I I was like, okay, I want these models to be in it. Let's have a quick look at uh, event cards. Uh, I've already mentioned the Wisdom of the Mountains. I actually tested a later version of this list with an unreleased card, which basically allows you to create a situation where a model is surprised, even if they wouldn't have been normally. Uh, that is... I can't. Re- I don't think it's a cycle card. I think it's one of the new cards which is being added to the special card decks in order to make them up to 20 each, yeah. which is a manufacturing uh, Thing. requirement. By the way, really good card. You can take two of them. Uh, you should. Have a look at those another time, I think. Surprise is good. Surprise is very powerful. So the event card I definitely was taking was Suzumi Flock. It's three rice. It's an event card. Play during the starting phase. Each friendly Suzumi model may be placed within one inch of its current location and not in the zone con- of control of an enemy model. Stacks with the other place effects, by the way, people. Yes, Note the absence of unless they're in base-to-base already. So uh-huh. I'm already running, let's say, six, maybe seven Suzumi. Mm-hmm. I die. Again, I'm not sure of the math, whether I can actually fit all of that in. Well, and you, your use case for each might vary slightly and yeah. stuff, but yeah. The reason I'm not sure of the math is because I actually end up not running that many Suzumi, but we'll come back to that. This means that you can move that many models, you can place them within an inch, and then you go... Well, okay, I've done that place movement. Now, Zenkabo and the two Zephyr guards, they're also going to place within two inches. Sorry, within one inch. Yeah. So they've already moved four inches before anything happens. Four and a half inches at this point. That gives you about eight and a half centimetres of movement, place movement. Yeah. And they haven't done anything. Yeah. Uh, This will also be after you know that you are going first or second. Yes. Again, super important. So about, what, three and a half inch? Something like that works out. 
Yeah. Uh, if you're going to place within an inch, you've gained an inch plus 30 mil, and then you'll gain another inch plus 30 yeah. mil, say, four and a half, hand wave it. You're very rarely going to be doing this in a dead straight line. No, 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 no. Um, in Vim scenarios, if Senkabo happens to be your Vim, pretty useful. Yes. Uh, well, bear in mind that a Vim has to be uh, a unique model. Can't be a non-unique model. Uh, right, so uh, there is one other special card which is relevant, but I think you've got something to say. No, no. no? Okay. <laughs> uh, where are we? Cloak of Alacrity. It's an equipment card. It's one rice. If the attached model is in base-to-base -base with an enemy model in the end phase, you may place it within two inches of its current location, but not into the zone of control of an enemy model. If you do, discard this card. Mm. So... Let's say I'm writing a list of like, okay, my Vim is going to be Sabo. It's always going to be Sabo. He's got Apparition. He's movement five. Yeah, he can boost really, that. He really should be. Seems pretty good. Okay, why not pay one rise to give him Cloak of Alacrity? So if he does actually end up in combat with someone, in the end phase, you play it, he gets placed within two inches. And then you play Suzumi Flock in the starting phase. Oh, now he's been placed within an inch. <clears throat> oh, now it's my active activation. Well, I'm going to do Apparition on him. And suddenly he's... Six inches away. Yeah, I might think about walking him now. Cool, I'm now further away than you charge range. Yeah. I've done one activation. Hopefully people are starting to understand how much just manoeuvrability bullshit you can do with the Suzuki. So, I mean, the key thing really is that you don't want to fight. You want to fight when it's advantageous to you, but you don't just want to fight. Yeah, look, you're not going to run in there and just beat the shit out of something. You have to dictate your terms. But you have so many tools with which to do that. And you're still running around with these uh, three melee skill models. And a couple of archers in the back. Yeah, a couple of archers. Right, so that's roughly where my list was, let's say. And then I then so the way I I've sort of approached writing lists lately is what is my cool thing that I'm basing it around? Yeah. Lots of sparrows. Then okay, what can I fit in? Maximize the stupid idea I have. Then where are the weaknesses? Yeah. So looking at this, the weakness that really just jumps out at you is fear. Yes. Pretty much every model is one uh, key. Rehobo yeah. is the yeah. exception and I, the cameo reflection. I mean, my current jung list is the same. Yeah. Um, I'm running a whole bunch of key one models and a couple of the, the, like, there's a fearless model in there and stuff. But yeah. Um, fear is scary I don't know what that alarm is it's a reversing digger or something outside wow <laughs> uh, we're recording this at my uh, my place of work so forgive us there, there's building works outside so yeah hence the weird noises yeah anyway where were we um, we were talking about fear and key one right so I was like, okay, how, do, how do I deal with fear in this list Roll uh, on, you roll lots of sixes. It's <laughs> traditionally been my approach with my junk. Well, the, the, te the Tengu answer to fear, I think, is is largely the uh, the other Bushi models which aren't sparrows. So um, I I haven't got their profiles up, but I think oh, Katembo is actually uh, one of the Hayataki, uh, not the Karama. I mean, yes. No. Oh, he's got leadership Bushi. So you combine yep. him with your Bushi Suzumi, your Sefer Guard, and so on, and all of a sudden they've got uh, they're benefiting from his leadership within six inches. 
He's also got command with them as well, so there's some funky stuff to do around that. Real good. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm barely scratching the surface here. I'm staying almost laser focused on just sparrows. sparrows. Yeah. Because I actually I sort of fallen in love with the whole Tengu uh, faction now. Thinking through the this is the trouble. Like you spend enough time thinking about different ways to run lists in a faction, and all of a sudden you're like, hmm, I need to buy them all now. Yes. I mean, me and James have been. Was like, oh, Malifaux, we used to play that, that'd be fun to try out again. I bought my new crew number three this weekend. We've played two games. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I didn't want to. Well, look, I can't take anything with a base bigger than 30 mil in the theme that I chose to run. Mm. So, I need to come up with other ways of dealing with it. And so what I actually did is I dropped uh, some models and I went to look at the Hill Tribe Warriors. They have the benefit of also uh, being real cheap. Uh, So one of the other weaknesses that I also came across, of course, was hitting power. Actual punch is lacking in the list. Yes, you, you you have it over time, but you don't have a lot of, I'll go in and just do lots of damage right now. Yeah. So I've looked to the Hill Tribe Warriors to be my slightly non-standard answer to both those problems. Okay. They're eight rice each. So, look, I could drop Tarobo and drop a rice from a special card. And then you have two and more ones. two of them. They're only melee skill two. But they can boost it for two. And the Abrudful. We'll get to that. They've got ranged attack of two for some reason. Okay. Movement four, one, six, key, and they've got six wounds. Yes, their axe is plus one strength with brutal one and force back attack one. Okay. Don't care about force back attack, but the brutal one is massive here. The boostable melee for two yeah. is massive here. I'm putting key on them from Riohobo if I need them to be in combat. Yes, and, and suddenly, suddenly you are quasi four dice. Yeah. For, not, for very little <coughs> investment, actually. But so that that's them. Like, if I want to hit something uh, uh, and kill it, they can do it. You've got you've got to focus your uh, <laughs> your efforts to do it. But they can. Then they've got the key feat war cry. It costs two active personal model gains fear six until the current action is resolved. So if also available as a Ronin card. Oh, is it? Is it an enhancement that you can yes. get or something? Okay. Hmm. So. I, I can't. I, if you look up that while I continue yeah. talking through it, um, if you're the active model, you can you can handle fear. If you've got the key and you're the active model, you can get into base to base or something with fear, and then you can start dealing with that problem. If they want to move into base with you, you're kind of screwed. So it yeah. forces you. It forces you to use them fairly aggressively. But being able to put the key onto them. Actually works quite well there. So I think my list was something like like this. So I had the Cameo of Reflection. Uh, looks like I had two Zephyr Guards, Shubo, Sabo, Riohobo, Hombo, two Hill Tribe Warriors, the Suzumi Flock event card, and then I think I had Wisdom of the Mountains in there so that I could put out some... Uh, some sixth sense to deal with ninjas and similar. Mm. 
Uh, I think also get around darkness uh, from the Bakamona. Uh, so that puts me actually at 98 rice. Um, I think the card that uh, is not released yet was either two, I think it was two rice, so I think I took one of those, which allowed me to do I some surprise. I wrong about the card as well. Okay, no worries. So I'm running six, sure, seven, so eight, bad. nine models in that list. And this is one of the strengths of the list, is that nine models, uh, seven of which have movement five, Mm-hmm. and then... Uh, one, two, three, four, five of which can do the bulk place effect with the Suzumi flock. Yeah. And I'm able to channel key around a little bit. It all starts becoming um, a little bit more robust than I initially thought it was going to be. So then I came up against... Uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to test this list, see who's available for a game. James was, and James wanted to use his cult list. So this was like the the opportunity for me to test it against fear because he was running wraith so fear yeah, six and dread so he was running wraith mm-hmm. uh yeah i played against this it's terrifying gaki in in in, in multiple senses of the word yeah yeah the wraith the gaki uh rockro uh then oh god Penangalan? he wasn't against me but well, probably Maybe not Penangla. I thought it was Adam. It's been too bloody long ago. Adam was running Penangla. Uh Then the two two of the new uh, cultists. Yes. I think Ibarra and... Fire and Poison. Yeah, no. Yeah, Fire and Poison. Yes, Fire... No, no Fire and Bleed. Fire and Bleed, yes. Me. Because I... Bleed is the one who does the minus toughness. Yes. Which is not nice. It's toughness not. minus one is bad. Real interesting interaction with Poison, that. Yeah, because poison is affected by tough, mm-hmm. so now you're taking even more poison damage than you yes. actually shows on the on the token. Yes, it's 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 bad for you. So, I was worried about the amount of fear that he had, uh, and it was quite a lot of high fear. And most things were fear six, except for the cultists and Rock Row, who was running at fear five. But actually, I managed. I think we had to sort of extrapolate the final turn because we ran out of time. I had to head home because uh, my son was uh, sick. But I think we basically extrapolated it to 3-0. I was at 2-0 where we were at the mm. time. And the way I sort of dealt with it was I shot the absolute shit out of Wraith mm-hmm. because he's huge. Yeah. So he provides an easy target. Uh, I didn't have Tarobo here. I was actually going to read out the list that I had, and I failed to do that. Um, I didn't have Turobo, I had Hombo. Uh, so that quick reload came in mm-hmm. real handy. Yeah, because you, you need to pump it out quite fast, because otherwise Wraith is just going to rampage around and heal back up. So I used a lot of my manoeuvrability to put myself into positions, and of course we used the deploy- terrain deployment rules. Yeah. So I put some terrain down where he wouldn't be able to place his base. Hmm. So I, I sort of limited places he can he can where he can't yeah. stand, uh, and then I basically clustered together with my with a, a couple of my models. I think uh, Hombo, Riohobo, and the Cameo of Reflection all stayed pretty close to one another mm. until the Cameo of Reflection pushed up a little later. I did use it to do the heal, and I did heal it in turn three. Yeah, 
Um, so Wraith, he was a problem <coughs> for the first sort of three turns. He always is. Yeah, and then I basically ended up shooting him down to one key mm-hmm. or two key or something like that. At that point, Wraith isn't so much of a problem. No, he's, he's he's still quite nasty. He can still put fear on people, of course. Yeah, but he's just not doing those horrible boosts that he can do. Well, and the problem also is when he's full of <coughs> he's full on key is that his range is the board effectively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm going to go and engage that model you have over there behind everything else who is half the board away, and I'll just go and do it. Yeah, because he can just boost his movement for what he need, and he'll probably get it back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, he only gets back the key stat of the enemy he kills. No, enemy he wounds. Yes, but you probably don't need to boost your movement by that much. No. And if he manages to go like, well, I'll jump everyone, go and murderize this support model in the back, and then suddenly I'm behind you and you're trapped between Wraith and the rest of the warband. Yeah. Uh, that's bad. Yeah, no, he, he, he was real scary. But then... I managed to sort of weather the storm a little bit and just totally keep possible. shooting him. Yeah. And of course, when he's in melee with my models, I keep shooting him. Yes. He's huge. Yes. It doesn't you, matter. You should absolutely shoot into melee with, um, with Ray. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, oh, his other model was Taisho Tenbatsu, the, yes. uh, the undead Minamoto samurai. Yes. With Counter-Strike defense. Yeah, of course he has. Uh, he never really did any... Oh, no, wait... No, I'm wrong. That's not the Minamoto samurai. Taisho Tenbatsu is the uh, half oni samurai. Yes, yes, the half oni samurai, with who has in his human form, I believe he has counter strike defense. Minato nearly died to that because I was like, I'll just hit you really hard. A counter strike defense. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't remember which one of us deployed first, but I remember seeing Taisho Tenbatsu basically being the threat on one flank. Wraith was in the middle or to the, the other flank, but doesn't matter. He, Wraith is the threat everywhere. He's just saying. Yeah, Wraith is where he wants to be. So I largely used my um, scout deployments to deploy away from Taisho Tenbatsu, just accept that Wraith is going to be up in my face. Yeah, so you don't have to fight both all at once. Yeah, just I, still, I still had um, Shubo over on the right flank where Taisho Tenbatsu was in order to sort of make it feel for... James, like he still had someone to engage with there, even though that guy was definitely going to piss off at the nearest opportunity. Yeah, you can't leave it completely empty because then he'll just run. Yeah. And he was paired up with a Zephyr Guard. Uh, but this is the six idols scenario, by the yeah. way. I can't remember uh, which one it is, but uh, yeah. six idols. Uh, so I got up there real quick and just started uh, praying on idols. Yeah. So I got two prayers on the middle idols I think maybe like turn one or two so the thing about this is this is what we talked about earlier is you can put a lot of scenario pressure on your opponent so while he over time is absolutely able to fight you down because he has slightly more combat power than you Mm. or significantly more depending on the list yeah he can't employ it because he needs to not lose the game yeah 100% I um so on my left flank, I had the I think I had the two hill tribe warriors uh, fairly close to one another because they are not synergizing with the sparrows, which I yeah. want to keep close to one another because they are synergizing. Yeah. Uh, but so I think generally the problem that James had was that I had nine models, so and they're all so maneuverable except for the hill tribe warriors that when when he would go and deal with one of my models, just get it into base yeah. to base, and he had a lot of trouble killing me for. Look, 
we roll dice, so like, yeah, luck and was on against my side. something like that. You just roll defense, yeah, a lot of defense, exactly. And yeah, I was quite lucky, I think, in a lot of my defense roles. But uh, if he took one of my models out of the game in terms of dealing with a scenario objective, mm. it didn't matter. I had redundancy everywhere. Yeah. So I think one of the pivotal moments was in turn two where uh, I had one of my Hill Tribe Warriors, well, both of them obviously were on two key. So I'm looking at them and going, okay, they've got a boost that they can do. Yeah. And then I used Riohobo to chuck another two key onto one of them, used Warcry and declared a charge, I think, I think against Rockero. Because mm-hmm. I was slightly out for the melee. Uh and Rockero obviously is fear five, so not only am I getting past his yeah, fear, but he has to take a test. He's also key one, so he failed. Yeah. So all of a sudden, he was down to two dice against uh, against my hill, hill tribe. tribe warrior. Yeah. And uh, my hill tribe warrior then boosted, so he was back up to three. With brutal, it's almost four. Well, I I rolled everything in attack. Yeah. Like I went balls out on it, but he one shot at Rockero. Yeah, but. He, the Hiltrum Warrior is also cheap enough that sometimes you can afford to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, so the Hiltrum Warrior ran up, one-shotted Rockero. Quite poetic, you know. The Tengu yeah. were like, that guy has deserted us. We don't like him. Can you go and handle that? <coughs> I, I would actually, um, just a quick note on going all out on attack. I think it's actually, especially on charges. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you get stuck there, you are all out of activations, <coughs> you will be outnumbered. Hmm. So if you don't, significantly damaged, preferably kill the model you've gone in on. Depending on your situation, it's potentially problematic. Yes. So, I mean, this wasn't a long charge. I think it was probably a five-inch charge, yes. maybe a little bit more. Oh, yeah. If you, especially if you go out to the, the edge of your yeah. charge If range. I were charging eight inches, yet, yeah, then yeah. Uh, but also, it's an eight-rice model. Mm-hmm. And taking out Rockero with his brutal throwing axe, although I think he'd already thrown one axe and had missed, yeah. so he wasn't going to do any more throwing, but he's running with brutal. He's also got Touch the Void. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think maybe he didn't have enough key for Touch the Void or something. Either way, he didn't, he didn't use it, and I just lopped his head off. Yeah. That was quite a pivotal moment because Rockero was, was the other melee threat. Mm-hmm. Gaki not really being a melee threat, just being a real pain in the butt. Yeah, uh, the two the two cultists not really being melee threats, just being a pain in the no, butt. No, no, those three are definitely there to be behind everyone else. Yeah, and support them because the, the guys up front are quite good. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like on the left flank, I had Sabo. Uh, he took, I think, he took a fair bit of damage, maybe from Wraith, but mm. then probably Apparition to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, then I used uh, Riohobo to heal Hombo, but then bounced it with the Kami yes. of Reflection onto Sabo. So Sabo was back up to uh, only having taken like one wound. Yeah. Um, then Sabo just merrily went on his way to uh, one, another, of, another idol. one of the idols, uh, one of James's idols. Yeah. On, on my right flank, either a Zephyr Guard or Shubo, I think a Zephyr Guard went... Uh, and had to sort of deal with the cultist, got bogged down with the cultist for a while, but then turned like four was on a, an objective up there as well. Yeah. Um, so I just had so many models, and he was in the, quite an elite list. Once Rockero was gone, he was at a real activation disadvantage. Hmm. Uh, and Wraith just kept on getting shot, so he wasn't so much of a threat. Taisha Tenbatsu turned four, 
uh, I think he killed Shubo mm-hmm. because I forgot to uh, put uh, Flitter on yeah. Shubo. Yeah. But I'd actually taken key off him and put yeah. it onto someone else who then did something different. I think it was Sabo who then did the apparition. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, sort of swings around. Yeah, and sometimes you have to sacrifice a model. Yes. Uh, just before that, the funny thing that I'd done is that James had sort of forgotten about the cameo of reflection. So uh, he took the fire cultist. <laughs> uh, is it Umeka, maybe? Um, anyway, the fire cultist. Yeah. And used her key feet to attempt to put six fire one tokens on... Uh, oh, that's hilarious. I can't remember which model. Maybe Savo. Uh, so I went, okay, I'll spend a key. Um, she, I could put it on herself. Because it's target model, not target yeah. enemy model. I actually ended up putting it on Taisho Tenbatsu. <laughs> who I'll teach him. Yeah, but I think I think he probably he's got tough if you run him as an Oni. You might just have tough anyway. Um I can't remember. Yeah, but maybe fire. fire two tokens. It was funny, I put six fire, fire tokens on on one of his own models. Fire, fire ignores tough. Oh it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Of course it does. Uh I don't think he really suffered from it. I think he rolled around. No, it's and just then funny. Moved on. But it was real funny when he forgot about it to uh, to then just go and bung the fire on his own model. It did bring up a question, was like because it's an opposed key test mm-hmm. that key feat. Yeah. So he failed an opposed key test against his own cultist. But if I had targeted his cultist with his cultist's key feat, how do you resolve that opposed key roll? I do you still roll it? Do you go okay? This is her attacking herself. This is her defending against herself. Who won? Like, no idea. I, I'll ask if, it, if it says uh, the model which uh, fails the opposed key test, well, then she automatically will take six wounds because she will fail her defensive opposed test or she will fail her attacking yeah. opposed test. So it's all a little bit... I, it's yeah, one of those idea. real edge cases of rules which you just it's very unlikely you were ever going to pick it up in, in playtesting, I think. Um, yeah. Or we certainly didn't. No. Anyway, so that was fun. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to like waffle on too much more, but I was surprised how well it handled fear. I failed fear tests. Mm-hmm. Plenty. Yes. But I had other models that could go and do stuff. Yes. I've played against almost the same list mm. of James's, and that was my experience as well. I, I didn't even have anyone with Warcry. I had um, Minato with Fearless. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. And... I rolled a couple of sixes for some fear tests, mm-hmm. but mostly what what I the way I got around it and that was just I run all my um, my baseline pirates up, mm-hmm. and he's going to have to engage them yeah. if he wants to get stuff done. Uh, and then I just roll roll dice in defense, but so he will be in combat. Yeah, which frequently is so, sometimes at least is all you need. Yeah. Um, okay, sure, he will be afraid. Sometimes and then you can get rid of it again, maybe if you get lucky. But yeah, you you can work around it, but it does mean you need to reassess how effective your offensive output can be. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think definitely do look to like uh, leadership models. Yes, uh, they're real good. Obviously, um, having a uh, having brave models in there, any models with two key, having fearless models in there, obviously. Oh yeah, gives you a thing, and uh, so actually. One of the things which I did uh, think about with this list was actually to drop the two Hill Tribe Warriors and take uh, Tilleric Took. Yes. 
So he's 16, right? So he's literally twice the cost of them. So it's straight swap. Yes. And I actually went against it because I just don't think he does double the work. He does not. He's three melee skill, but he's boosting for three. Um, he's got two key, so that's nice. Uh, he's still the same number of wounds. He's, his axe is the same. He's got armor one. Steadfast is nice. He's got tough. He's got war cry. He's also got rend, so he's already got a brutal axe. He can be brutal too. And he can be brutal too. For F- me, though. Fear six, brutal two. <clears throat> It's pretty good. Mm. Um, it's also key intensive. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, well, rend is only one key. I mean, it's. Yeah, but it costs three. So it's a turn and a half worth of key if you want to be fear six and. Oh, two. if you want to be both. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I mean, he's a, he's a good model. I just thought with two warriors, I've just got a little bit more of that redundancy that this list was kind of about. Yes. Yes, he, 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 I think he's a great model, but I think he goes in a different type of list. In a tribesman list, he's ridiculous, because you've also got the tribe, uh, the, the shaman, who uh, reduces the... I think he reduces the cost of any tribesman's melee skill boost yeah. by one. That I think seems, That seems... Uh, yeah, which, some, something. Which that's, makes... I'm, I'm going to double-check that. That, that, that's, um, that seems nice if that's what you do. Does this he is Kimmick. Or does he have Believer? Uh, no. So he's 14 rice. Uh, Hill tribe warriors within 6 inches of this model reduce the cost of melee key boosts by 1. So that means the two... <laughs> the tribes would boost for 1. The two warriors are doing it for 1. Uh, Telerik Tug is doing it for 2. Yeah. Uh, real good. Uh, I did think about putting him in my sideboard. Yeah. Because, I say sideboard, because actually this... This theme, other than healing my my cameo reflection, doesn't for do one, very much. Didn't really do an awful lot for me. Uh, what I will say is that of the fact of the uh, where are we? If we quickly look at Blue Gale's scouting party theme, this is the starter set theme. Once per game, in the starting phase, friendly models may be placed within one inch of their current position, but not in the zone of control of an enemy model. So it's the three rice. Special card yes. event. You can still take the three rice special card event oh and chain God. them together. All of the place. Enemy models cannot use move key boosts on the first and last turn of the game. Uh, first turn, that's good for uh, early scenario yeah. uh, domination. In the end, it's good for but, Vim. But, I mean, yeah, but also in the end, you might have gone, like, okay, we, we fought a lot. I just need someone to get into that zone because it is now empty or I just need one more model or whatever. Mm. Sorry, you can't make it. Yeah, I mean, generally nice against Temple. Quite nice against Ito. Yeah. Uh, so the trouble is, permitted only models with a move boost. Riohobo does not have a move boost. Um, Narahobo, the 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 obviously the starter set one, yeah. does have a move boost, but he's only got heal one. He's not doing the cameo reflection yeah. nonsense, and he has like I think he's got like channel one or something. Yeah. It's um, it's not all that. Uh, so doesn't mean you can save the cameo is. reflection. Eight rides you can put into something. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's got channel one, six inch, no leech. So, and moving key around was a real important thing. He's yeah. also 11 rice. He's three rice more than Riohobo. He comes with heal one. Um, yeah. He's, his, his virtue effect is, is a bit uh, crap in most cases, which is uh, you can't be targeted by cool lightning ranged attacks or the Raijin's rage key feat. I'm just never going to... It's so rare that you're going to use that. I mean, that as a yes. You're certainly not building a list with it. 
uh, he can remove states uh, with his um, oh a state other than reloading. I mean, he can move. He can remove death sentence from people. Yes. So that's real strong. But he Pro. just yeah. Well, anything. He just uh, he just didn't really fit with what I wanted to do. No. Uh, but you know, it is tempting to try and take that. Blue Gale scouting yeah. party theme and just go take like, Suzumi Flock, take Cloak of Alacrity, take a bunch of fucking uh, Zephyr uh, Zephyr Guard, and just like I can I can, I can place like I don't know seven eight inches before I even activate a model. Yeah, I think you're probably getting diminishing returns, but it seems like well, silly well, bullshit that well, I like. The thing about that is that because a lot of them are one use only, it means you can do it multiple times. Hundred percent. You can imagine beginning of turn three, you're like okay. Turn to the engagements didn't work the way I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's re- get out. Let's rearrange all of my models. Yeah, exactly. So I think if people want to do that, that's a real a good option. I would say that like these models are soft. It's easy to go with. Hence the worry about can you actually make it work? Yeah, it's a lot easier to go with the Hayataki or the Karama models because they're just going to be hardier. Yeah, but they cost so much more. You're going to be uh, lower on activations. So I think the list that I've currently got in here as my Sparrow Swarm, I went with Ordered for Battle because I just... If, if you've heard us before, you might know we like Ordered for Battle. Yeah, it's good. Um, so I'm going to quickly run through uh, what I've got in my main 100 points. I've got Suzumi Flock. What a surprise. Uh, I've got two of the two rice card, which allows you to put surprised on people. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the details of exactly how that works, but just... You can put surprise on people. You understand how strong that can be. Uh, two Hill Tribe Warriors, Riohobo, Sabo, Tarobo, instead of mm-hmm. uh, Hombo, Zenkabo, and two Zephyr Guards. So I've only actually kept one starter set model at this point, and that's Sabo. Because yeah. he's got Apparition, he is just a really nice choice uh, for a quick Vim. Yeah. He's not gonna he's not gonna outslug anyone as a Vim. Like he's not he's not a fighter. No, in that but that's sense. generally not worthy. There's a whole other discussion, we'll get into yeah. that. So he's a cameo of reflection. Sorry, there is a cameo of yeah. reflection. Quickly with that Vim, like it depends on what Vim scenario it is as well. Yes, but so we're gonna do a, a scenario we'll, thing. We are gonna do a scenario scenarios uh, and, and there'll be a long discussion about Vims, which is it's weird and interesting. Yes. So that that is a hundred rice. Um, so I'm running six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It, wait, six, seven, eight, nine models uh, with those three special cards. That's real good. It's good. So then it came onto my sideboard. I've got thirty rice to spend, and this is not final. I keep going back and forth on it. I don't know what that noise was. Uh, sideboards are the weird, are the hard thing. Yeah. So sideboards. The trouble is, like, I can go, okay, I... What contingency do you want to prepare for? Well, let's stick Hombo in the sideboard. He's not in there, but let's just say he is. Mm. He's 15 rice. So I could swap him in for Tarobo. Well, that's not going to happen. They do the same thing, pretty much. Uh, so I could swap him in for the two Hill Tribe Warriors. And then it's like, well, then I need to have a one rice special card to bring in to bring him up to that 16 rice, which yes. they cost. But the second I do that, that means... I can't have another fifteen rice model in there, yeah. so I then need to think. Well, what fifteen? What 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 rice cost model needs to be in my sword sideboard that I can swap in? Because if I take a, let's say I, I took Tal- Taliric Tug, yeah, 
He's 16 rights. Well, I could drop one Hill Tribe Warrior and the Cameo of Reflection, and then he can go in. Because yeah. Yeah. then he's 16 rights, means I can't take the 15 rice model. Yes. And all of this may seem really obvious, but you need to think about either your sideboard is making is compensating for one weakness in your list where you're going, oh, I'm not good in Vim scenarios or I'm bad against fear, in which case swap in this model. Yeah. Uh, so if the ideal case would be like, oh, look, I've got quite a few 15 rice models in my main list and then I've got two 15 rice models in my sideboard and they just co- perfectly like compensate yeah, for did, problems. And, and um, they need to be for specific things because otherwise you're <coughs> go to the start of the game and you're going, ooh, but do a swap. Like You need to have a plan for what the sideboard does. The way I... Yeah, I think you have like three or four situations which you go, okay, I swap this in. I, li- I like event cards. So, event cards... You, you obviously like event cards because you've got Jung. Anyone who likes Silvermoon, Ordered for Battle's amazing because you're like, well, what event cards? I should put a load of event you cards. You take 20 rise of event cards. <laughs> Quite easily, yeah. Seriously. And, then, and stuff them in the, in the sideboard and then go like, oh, cool, for this one I need these four. Yeah. It's it's incredible. You do need to think about like the the way things add up and stuff, but uh, yeah, amazing. Um, so I put second chance in, which is one rice uh, yeah. special card. Uh, it's an event. I think it's re-roll. Uh, if you want to re-roll, you can re-roll all the well any dice from your yes. test, and your opponent can then also roll re-roll any of the dice from yes. the test. So it's just like if something went real bad. I'd, I might use it if it's an argue rolled all four ones. I'd be like, well, I'm re-rolling that. I don't care what you roll. Because mine is, my roll is so bad. Yeah. If you rolled a four and a two and a three, yeah, you're going to re-roll the two and you might get a five or a six. But, but it's probably not going to matter. I'm not going to get four ones again, I fucking hope. <laughs> um, I mean, you could, but you could. real unlikely. Yeah, so it, it's it's for those real horrific rolls where you like, this is this is real bad. Mm. And yes, you've got other options with like Hote's coin and stuff, but this is an event card, and Hote's hourglass is only in Silver Moon. Yes, it is. So. And Hote's coin can't... Yes, no, yeah. that's the event as well, yeah. Hote's coin is... Uh, no, equipment. that's the equipment, so it can't go into the sideboard, it has to go on a model. Exactly. Oh, you can go on a model in the sideboard. Yeah, but so that's one way that you can make your sideboards work a little better is by sticking a piece of equipment on a model that otherwise the swap out wouldn't make mathematical sense. Uh, the other card I've taken is Wisdom of the Mountains. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that uh, being able to get those two virtue tokens on. So if I come up against ninjas, ninjas. or Bakamono, uh, I'm probably going to take out one of the uh, surprise cards and put in uh, probably both of those. I've got a Gorinto in here. Now, in Temple, it's one rice in order for a model within six inches to gain an extra key in the start phase. It's two rice in Tengu. But with the ability to move key around like you can with Riohobo, I think it's actually... Don't need it. it's, it's pro- well, yeah, but it's also... It can it's work expensive. for you better because... You know, oh, yeah, I can So see it that. might be worth the two rice. It's in there at the moment. I'm not finalised on it. Um, then I don't have Hombo in my sideboard. I've got Hirato, the Drunken Master. Because mm. that guy's got Fearless. So yeah. if I come up against a Fearless, I know I did fine against James, but yeah. some of that was luck. Yes. So Hirato takes the luck element out of it. He's yes. just Fearless. Yeah. He doesn't care. Uh, he's also pretty handy for 15 rice. Yes. He's diminishing returns because as he takes... I mean, we've Obviously, we've talked about him in depth before. Go back and listen to that if you want. I um, can't remember. It's the <laughs> brothers in the title yes. or something. Um, but he... He just provides that that security from fear with uh, yeah from fear with his fearless, and uh, as your as you score VPs, he loses 
one of his key stats. Yes. So he starts with three key eight, I think, or yeah. something like that. Three key six, maybe. I can't remember. Three key eight, I think. But he then gains that. dodge plus one each time, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, and if you score VPs, he just loses all his key. So you just want to be spending key on him, yeah. getting him to deal with your fear problems. Uh, he just He's a real handy melee model, which my list lacks. You know, and, some, and sometimes you will need it, yeah. but that's what the sideboard's for. Exactly. Uh, then I'm left with Levin Rice, and I put Amarok in there. So this is the female character, uh, Hill Tribe Tracker. Okay. Now, this spot is very much up for grabs. Um, I could just put a Hill Tribe Tracker in. And I think the Hill Tribe Tracker's come in at 8 Rice as well. At which point I could put all of them in and I've got some special cards yeah. that I can put in. Uh, but she is considerably better. I'm not going to go into too much detail on them, but I will talk about her in a minute. Kimmick, obviously, is pretty useful for 14 rice. Yeah. Uh, but I just felt like the maths of what I was going to be swapping in and out didn't really make sense. But he can really make the Hill Tribe Warriors work for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the Hill Tribe Warriors are, are probably going to be one of your fixed slots as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, Nunik is uh, an option at 13 rice where she's able to use detect to get rid of uh, camouflage. camouflage which if anyone uh, hates facing ghost that is an option because I, di- I didn't realise that he has the unique effect if a model has 6 cents when they target ghost they lose it for the duration of that activation oh, yeah, so, I have words yeah. I shouldn't say them on the podcast <laughs> well, I've, well I've said the F word a few times uh, detect will uh, get around that um, and she's got snare, which is always great. Yeah. Uh, so she was an option as well. Uh, she's even got spirit on, on key one, which is interesting. Um, she yeah. she gains plus one melee pool and plus one melee weapon strength against animal plus, models. Plus two. Plus two, sorry, in melee exchanges against animal models. Edge case can be quite handy. Certainly with the gorillas that people are talking about at the moment uh, in Silver Moon, she might be quite handy, but I don't think she's... A Big answer it, to that. It's it's not a reason <coughs> to take her. It's just a random bonus. It's a nice, it's a nice to have background thing for me. So anyway, I settled on Amaruk, eleven rice, melee skill three, uh, boostable for three, ranged three, which I think she gains over the warriors. Uh, mm-hmm. She's got a brutal knife in melee, so following yeah, through sure. the brutal yeah. uh, thing, straight damage though. Uh, she then has a javelin, which uh, is ammo four. And is a straight damage three five seven range. Uh, it's also reload zero. We'll come back to why that's there. So she's also got tough one. Ah, tough I one's s- always s- nice. I see why. She's got six wounds. So uh, she's got long throw, which is two key active model, and uh, it's special, but not not in base space. This model's range weapon bands become three six nine. So you're gaining an extra two inches. It's, it's three five seven normally. Yeah, so um, you don't have lightweight, notably. So this is a way to uh, gain a little range without losing yes. the dice because you can't boost. We actually doesn't have lightweight on a javelin. Yeah, I agree, but she doesn't. So uh, she does have brawn. Now this is awesome. Uh, two key active personal. This model's range weapon gains brutal plus one and a reload marker. So when she throws normally, she's reload zero. Mm-hmm. So she has no reload markers. She throws. She doesn't gain one. However, she's got it there as a trait so that when she does gain a reload marker, she's able to remove it. Yes. Which is a bit weird because if you gained a reload marker and you don't have the trait reload, there's a sort of situation where like technically you can't actually remove it. Yeah. Even though you That's, can. Yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah. But it's just, uh, I think it's just uh, in it's, there it's to... Just making sure there's no confusion. Yeah. 
uh, while ironically confusing people. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Uh, I feel like she's she's a pretty solid uh, melee option anyway. At 11 rise, she's basically doing what a Hill Tribe Warrior can do. She can't boost her melee, but she's already got more melee than them. Oh, she can boost it, but it's three rather at, than... At than 11 two. rise, I'd bring in my junglers. Yeah, she's decent. The... Uh, the knife is brutal, just like your Hill Tribe Warriors. She's not got a plus one strength on it, and she's not got a special, but I don't care. Um, and the javelin, it's nice to have a little extra range yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So because I took uh, Hiroto, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, I can't really put Hombo in the sideboard because then I've got two 15 rice models, and I yeah. can't bring them in without losing core parts of the list. So I was like, okay, I'll put, I have him in the sideboard. She's another ranged option, admittedly short range. Yeah. But she can get brutal at range, which is amazing. Brutal. If you I haven't tried it at range yet, you, you really should. That's not that many models with it. So brutal in the old edition at range only existed on uh, Yan Jing, the uh, the princess with mm-hmm. the bow. Yeah. And it was ridiculous because, of course, you uh, in the old edition. Any additional six you rolled, yeah, uh, added plus two instead of plus one when you made your yes, your range so attack. It higher. So you had a potential top uh, roll of ten, not eight. Yeah, you then had brutal to that. You got a potential top roll of eleven, giving you a potential success level. I mean, if you really want to max it out, you're shooting a huge target at short range. <laughs> uh, gives you a potential success range of nine. Yeah, it, it, brutal, like brutal, literally. Um, <laughs> in this new edition, because the sixes aren't, aren't stacking like that, you've only got a maximum roll of eight. Yes. Now, if you combine, if you think about, like, well, your target number is four, five, and six unmodified for, yeah. if you're looking at your range bands. If unmodified at long range, the best success level that you can get is two. Two, yeah. Now, that makes brutal a less, less scary than it used to be but much more useful than it used to be. It's, at more, the impact, same time. it's more impactful. For me, anyway. Yeah, it's more it, impactful. It, it, it certainly feels more impactful on range attack than it does on melee attacks. Yeah, I think Adam might disagree with you there. Adam hates coming up against Brutal. It's mostly because he doesn't really get it in the factions he plays. Oh, I feel really sad for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my sideboard. Um, I'm not going to go into the specific combinations that I'm going to swap in and out because it's just math, and I think it's probably a little boring, but... It's also hugely dependent. Well, look, oh, I'll just briefly. Hirato is a straight swap for Tarobo. If you're gonna, if you think shooting's not going to work out, but you need some more melee, yep. it's an easy decision. Yes. Um, however, you are losing that that stun. So if you want to get him in anyway, well, drop both the Hill Tribe Warriors, stick him in, and Definitely have hard. Wisdom of the Mountains if you need Sixth Sense. If you don't, take Second Chance. It's still decent. Yeah. Um, if you want Amarok instead then she's 11 rice. Well, you've got four rice of special cards, so you can make her 15, and she's a straight swap for Taroba. So there's loads of yeah. little pissing about yes. there that you can do. One of the other things that I did consider, and in other lists, if if you want your uh, your cami in there, it's easy to just have like a couple of cami in there as your sideboard. So you're like, oh, I'm running the cami of reflection, but maybe I want extra movement. Obviously, I don't need it, but I'll take the cami of the strong west wind. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to put some fire out. I'll take Cami of the Evening Flame. What, whatever it is, I, I can't remember what they actually have access to in this list, in this faction. Uh, the trouble is, then you're hitting that point where you're actually two of them is sixteen rise. You've only got fourteen. Yeah, to spend another problematic. All sorts of math thinking there, but so that's this is talking through a little bit. Like uh, if anyone watches the Gitsapalooza YouTube channel, you should. Art's awesome. Uh, he's been talking about how he goes through thinking about his list, testing it, mm-hmm. iterating on it. 
I've only played one game with this and I need to be careful of finances at the moment so I haven't just gone out and bought or all of it because I literally own uh, no models for this oh I own Hirato cool good it's a good uh, start I make Garinto so that's not a problem and I think I do have a cameo of reflections but I I would have to buy a lot for this and it, uh, mm. I just can't currently spend the money so I've actually gone in a different direction which I'm not going to go into the details of today because I think I might run it for the Masters. Also, we've talked quite a long time already. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, what I will say is that uh, one of the options I've got for the Masters is another Tengu list. Rehobo's in there with the key, uh, the cameo reflection again. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm probably not going to go with that one. I'm but anyway. probably just going to stick to hitting people in the face with an anchor. Yeah, I mean, it's straightforward. Well, Ti- timing being a concern at tournaments. Like, just, oh, I'm going to walk up to you and hit you with an anchor. Well, and he's mostly the only one who has to actually do stuff in the list. Yeah. Everyone else is there to, to make you be inefficient. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. We were talking about list you're not going to run. <laughs> yeah. No, totally lost my train of thought there. It's fine. Um, yeah. Um, You've got parking that you need to think about now. I anyway. love it. So... Um, We'll sort of wrap up there for now. Uh, I'm obviously not really going to be playing properly in the tournament that we've got coming up, which no. is Daimyo of the South, on the 5th of April. Yeah. We still have one ticket left. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to sell that, because then I can run it without having to play in the buys. Yes. If I play in the buys, I might try something funky. Uh, look at Richard... Is it Alderson? You can search for him on the Facebook group, and he's done a, a good diagram of how place works. Yes. That's really critical for Tengu. Because it doesn't work how it's look how the diagram shows in the rule book, which is an annoyance. Go and take a look at that. Take a look at the Battlescribe file because when you print it out, it prints out a summary of all the traits you have on models in your list and also all the traits which they can get through key feats or uh, special cards and things like that. So really good reference. What I will say is I'll need you to point out when I've got things wrong because I will have done. I've noticed three things just talking today that I've got wrong on my printouts. Uh, but the more of you that check that, the more um, accurate it will be. And I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully it was uh, reasonably input into the discussion about Tengu. Yeah. I think so. I will, I'm going to look at more aspects of the Tengu in the future, but I think I'll start with the Hill Tribe because they seem really cool. Yeah. And then maybe get into the Big Birds later on. The Big Birds is what from my experience is mostly what you actually run into people playing because they're just cool yeah so people will probably have more experience with those which is why exploring other bits is potentially very interesting yeah um cool so we will uh we will do more Bushido content in the future of course yes. we've still got that uh, preview of the wolf clan so uh, yeah. that'll come out soon I hope um yes yeah you need to go and get your parking I, I do I need to do more work Yes. So, thanks for listening. And we'll see you later. Well, we'll talk at you later. We can't see them. Well, that's true. That's not how podcasts work, Carl. I suppose that's true. We could do video content. That seems horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely going to need someone to pay us for something. (laughs) I don't have a video camera. So, anyway. Also, this should not be here then. (laughs) Well, no. This is not a pretty place. It's a workshop. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Catch you again, I don't know why I said I can't speak. Words failed me. That's fine. Bye. It's a good thing it's not a podcast.
find Robot Dice Explosion at robotdiceexplosion.com, at RDE underscore podcast at Twitter, and Robot Dice Explosion on Facebook.